Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been talking about asking for and experiencing different levels of reality. We've talked before about there's three realms of reality, the natural, the supernatural, and the spiritual. And if you've been born again, you are a spiritual being. So all three of those realms are your home. You are you have authority and power and freedom in each one of those realms, in the spiritual, the supernatural, and the natural. Our challenge is we don't know how to live there, how to live and move and have our being. We've gotten so used to living as natural beings, using our bodies and our natural senses to communicate and relate to to others, to ourselves, and especially to God. We think that our mind and our emotions and our thoughts and our actions are the bridge or the connection between us and God. And it's just such a drop in the bucket. And God wants us to be fully in him, fully one and fully complete and whole and healed. If that's his desire for us, it must be possible. God wants you whole, spirit, soul, and body, complete, entire, healed, united, spirit, soul, and body, no shadow of turning, no fear, no, no doubt, just confidence and strength and knowing your God and experiencing his eternal life now and having the power and authority that comes with sonship. He wants you to have that. And if he wants you to have that, it must be possible. We must be able to experience that. He's he's not a tease. He's not saying, okay, well, this is what I want you to have. This is, I want you to have the same experience, the same togetherness with, with me that my son Jesus did, but you can't have it until heaven. Well, if Jesus...
Jesus had it here. And we've been born again and now are in him. And we are co-inheritors and are joint heirs with him. Why can't we experience whatever's necessary to do the business, whatever it takes, to experience the same oneness with the Father that the Son had? Is God constrained in some way? That he's saying, no, you know, you're, you're too big of a job. I can't handle you. More a matter of timing, or that he's gentle, or that we're ignorant. I suspect it's all three of those. A matter of timing, that he's gentle, and that we're ignorant. We don't know. We don't know how to know him. And we don't know that what he has in store for us is eternal life now. That his kingdom is in our midst right now. We don't build it. We enter his kingdom. The kingdom's right there. The kingdom's in your room, in your car, where you're running The kingdom, you just entered it right now. You're in his kingdom right now. You've got eternal life right now. You've got all the eternal life you're ever going to get right now. Then we look around and we go, okay, if this is it, if this is the kingdom, this is not good enough. This is not what I was expecting. This is not even worth fighting for. We look at our lives and we go, okay, we're miserable. We're, you know, needing our relationships are bad. Our finances are bad. Our health is bad. Our future is bad. Our past is bad. Our present is bad. We're bad. You know, every we're, we're so consumed with what we see and experience, and we trust that that is the reality. And that's exactly what God wants to put his finger on, is what are we trusting to be our reality? Wherever you're at, I want you to remember your spirit being, who you truly are, is already one with God. Your spirit, who you truly are, is already experiencing eternal life. But don't settle for having God only in your spirit. That doesn't do your soul any good. That doesn't do your body any good. Doesn't do your life here any good. And as we pursue knowing him, keep it personal. 
asked God all the time, is this something you want me to get involved in when, when opportunities come up or issues? We all have things we want to get involved in. We all things, have things we want to put our time and our effort and our energy into. The vast majority of the time he says, nope, I've got this. Now, there are times when he says, I want to talk to you about this. And there are some things he wants me to do. But I'm very careful to guard my time. Because we've talked about there's two things we can give to God. Two things that are ours, that are, are really diverting our and, and intruding on our opportunity to know him. Two things how we spend our time, and where we give our attention. Time and attention. Those are yours to spend wisely or to squander. That's the area of your life where God is tapping you on the shoulder to get your attention, whispering in your ear, drawing you, And the more we are spending our time and attention on our own diversions, it's not that we aren't experiencing God, because again, remember, your soul, your spirit, is with him 100% of the time. Your spirit is finished. Your spirit is enjoying his presence all the time. You are experiencing his presence, enjoying eternal life all the time. But your soul and your body aren't. So we're working to return your soul to the right relationship with your spirit. So the eternal life that your spirit is already receiving can flow into your soul and then through your soul into your body and then out into this creation. As it flows over time, that's where the healing comes. That's where the teaching comes. That's where the learning to live as a spirit being comes. And over time, your soul is returned to its original relationship with your spirit so that you are experiencing the eternal life, spirit, soul, and body. Again, your spirit's already experiencing eternal life but it's stopping at your soul. Now, again, there's a little bit flowing into our souls because that's what gives us the hunger and the thirst for him, to not be settled with what we've got. Because where God is, there is a thirst. If you have any desire for him whatsoever, that's God. And with that desire comes the guarantee 
that that desire will be fulfilled. So if you have any notion, I want to know God, if there's a little thing or a big thing, follow it, pursue it. Lord, what's going on here? And we've been talking a lot about natural manifestations of the supernatural and sometimes the Lord just making himself known in the natural realm to get our attention. And we're learning to not pay attention to the things that get our attention. Like when he rings your doorbell and you recognize, okay, there's nobody there, there's nobody around, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, nobody rang my doorbell, Lord, is that you? And he says, yes. Say, okay, Lord, you have my attention. I'm going to sit with you for a while and we can have a little chat and let me know what's going on. We don't go, oh, well, that's really cool that you rang the doorbell and let me write a, a book about that. When he wants to get our attention, our goal is to give him our attention. He is free to get your attention however he wants to. You've already given him that permission. Your soul may not have. Your your natural body may not have. But your spirit did. Your spirit has already agreed with God about the circumstances you're in. You can picture it that God said to who insert your name, whatever your name is, this is what your life is going to be. Is that okay with you? And your spirit said, yes. That's okay with me. I'll go with that. You have already agreed with him. Today, every bad circumstance, negative circumstance, every good circumstance, every good thing and bad thing about you, about your relatives, about your everything, you agreed to it because your spirit did. Now your spirit knows God well enough that your spirit trusts him. It's not a blind trust or a blind faith. Your spirit experiences eternal life every moment. There's no shadow, there's no question, there's no doubt for your spirit. Our challenge is our soul. And this is why we're starting where we're starting. This is why we're starting with the whole idea of what is what is it like? How do we get our senses tuned? How do we cooperate with God in bringing our soul into reunion with our spirit? What what can we do? 
if God does 99.999% of everything to restore us into relationship with him, what can we do? And we talked about those giving him our time and attention. And that may seem like not much. And in a sense, it isn't. But it's through giving him our time and attention that he begins to teach us. He instructs us. He guides us. He counsels us. He trains us and equips us. Not just to do his work, but to be his sons. And it's not so we can go out and accomplish his purposes. He doesn't need our help. But his goal for you, as you become one, spirit, soul, and body, is to be able to receive his love. That's it. It's about you. God says, my purpose for you is you. For you to be one, spirit, soul, and body. So I can love you. Now we all want to be satisfied and content. That's how we're satisfied and content. We are made whole. God does it. God frees our soul. He heals our our wounds. He restores truth to our mind. He reconciles relationships. He redeems time. He does whatever he wants in whatever order on an individual basis to achieve that one goal. That we would be one as he and his son are one. So as we are brought into oneness, again, our spirit's already one with Father. And if Jesus is one with Father and our spirit is one with, with, with Father, we are already one. And yet here's our soul struggling. Here's our body succumbing to the natural realm. I think over time, over ages, he releases truth. He releases opportunity. And I believe we're going to be entering a new revelation or outpouring of understanding. He hides and cloaks his truth for certain times, for certain ages. Our hope is that with each passing opportunity, we will be able to absorb it quickly and move on to a new one. What's next, Lord? More, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Where our hunger and thirst for him is what drives us and pulls us, and satisfies us. 
I love the story of Enoch, where he knew God and walked with him and then was gone. Took him. He, Enoch, it wasn't just that Enoch knew God, but that God knew Enoch. They had a relationship. And my personal theory is that Enoch knew God so well that he was pulling into his time zone things that would throw out of kilter future time zones like grace. Enoch lived under the time of law. And in order to have a relationship with God, in order to have a relationship with the Most High, El Elyon, you had to follow the law. It was based on your behavior. Now, he spent enough time to know that what God had in store was fulfilling that law. So that relationship would be based on being one of the same nature. Like begets like. Now to do that, I believe God showed Enoch he would have to send his son to pay for the sin of the whole world for all time. I believe Enoch was getting close to that place by his proximity and receiving God's love, that he could have interfered with that happening. He could have pulled grace into our timeline prematurely. And God said, we can't have that. I've got a plan. I'm sticking to it. So why don't you come up and watch what happens with me? And I think he just pulled Enoch with him as if there was probably any difference. But nothing, so Enoch stepped out of time and was willing to pursue God with whatever he was offering and accepted whatever he was offering. and soaked it up and just took it in and let God pour into him everything he wanted to. And it got to the point where there were going to be consequences if something didn't change. Now we know there are other examples throughout the the scriptures of similar types of things happening. You think of Abraham where He was just sitting under, well, I won't start going through all the different examples just for the sake of time, but think about it. Ask the Lord, Lord, are there other examples? And you have to remember, these were before Christ. Enoch was not spiritual. He was not born again. 
He was dead in his spirit, but his soul was still capable of responding to the presence of God. Think of Moses. Moses was dead in his spirit. And yet when he was in the presence of God, he came down to the mount, from the mountain and he glowed. He still had the capability of receiving spirit life even though he was dead in his spirit. That empty space that made his spirit was enlivened temporarily by being in the presence of God. Because remember, that's, that was the original experience of Adam and Eve with God in the garden. Is they talked with him spirit to spirit. They communed with each other spirit to spirit. They had never seen each other's body. They had never seen each other's soul. They knew each other by the Spirit. They knew God by the Spirit. But they had never known anything else. So they had no gratitude, no appreciation, and they had nothing to learn. They had nothing to grow. You and I have so many more layers of ways of knowing him. And he can do in a heartbeat what we may think will take a million years. We may feel so broken in parts or so rejected or having, you know, dirty or sinful. We may, who knows, whatever it is that you feel you're struggling with, God can take care of that in a heartbeat. And odds are he's using that to draw you to him. Now, we live in a time when we need to be aware of how we're living and our lifestyle and how we're taking care of our body. But even those types of things, what's going on in the natural? Are we getting enough sleep? Are we exercising? Are we driving well? Everything like, you know, are we hanging out with healthy people? But even those things, God starts puts his, putting his finger on. And the quicker we respond to it, the more rapidly he brings up something else. He says, okay, now, here's what's next. So, when we are starting to tune in to what's going on in the supernatural realm with our new senses, we want to be able to, be, to step back and be objective. Don't get caught up in what's going on. This is part of what your whole life is going to start being, is, again, time and attention. How do we know if we're wasting it or not? How do we know where we're spending it when we're so caught up in how we spend our time, what we give our attention? So start learning to step back. That's part of the process of waiting. Don't trust your emotions or your senses or your thoughts or your pasts 
past ideas or your beliefs. I can observe and in your being have an awareness of the presence of God. So whatever your situation is, stop, be objective, step back, have an awareness of the presence of God. Remember, God's always present. Now, this is something you'll have to learn to do. But remember, 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 this is your original state of being, to be constantly fully aware of the presence of God, spirit, soul, and body. So you're not trying to do something new. You are returning to your, your original use of your senses, your original creation. This is one of those things you'll have to experience to fully understand, just because it's so hard to explain. But just ask the Lord. In fact, Lord, we ask right now, we want to experience your presence more each day. We want to experience it in a new way. Expand our senses, Lord. Give us the trust and the confidence and answer whatever questions we've got so that we can have as much trust in you as our spirit does. And we thank you ahead of time for everything you're doing in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.